So it's great for me to be back here with you today. As some of you know, I was away for the past two weeks, and I was doing backcountry camping with some friends and also with my brother. And did two trips, and we did 70 kilometers in six days. And it was a beautiful trip. We went to one place called Tonkin Valley in Jasper. And there's this beautiful part where you're walking through the meadow. And there's a lake in front of you, and then you're just surrounded by all these mountains. And the beauty is just so good for the soul, refreshing for the heart. Also, one of the other highlights for me when I go camping is uh, we, we get this thing, it's sweet and sour pork. It's dry, freeze-dried food. And you might not believe me, but it's amazing. And then the second trip that we did was to Carnarvon Lake in Kananaskis. And on top is beautiful as well. And as we were going there, this was the second trip, so I wanted an easier trip. So as we were going, there's forks in the road. And because it's Crownland camping, it's not very marked very well. So we went left one, and then we didn't know what to do for the other one, so we went right. And after five kilometers in, we realized that we were going the wrong way. So we had to go back five kilometers and then finish the rest of the hike, which is actually the hardest part of the hike, about nine kilometers. So we were expecting an easy, strolling, 10-kilometer hike turned into a grueling six-hour, 20-kilometer hike. And for many of us, we've had this experience of being physically lost, not knowing where we're going, and eventually we find our way. But sometimes we find ourselves spiritually lost. And this experience is a little more difficult. I know there's just moments in my life in the past, and even now sometimes, where sometimes we feel like I'm lost. Sometimes you feel like you can be getting into the motions. It feels like there's no purpose and everything is aimless. And more dramatically, sometimes we feel that in our relationship with God, we feel that He's distant. That he's far away. And so sometimes in our spiritual life, we feel like we're playing this game of hide and seek with God. But we're trying to find him, and he keeps running away from us, and we feel like he's such so distant. But I think in our gospel today, Jesus is trying to reveal to us that our God is not like that at all. That in our seeking for him, which is important, he is seeking us even more. And so if we read the gospel, we'll find that there's different keys to illuminate this truth. The first key that we must keep in mind is that when Jesus does this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, he does it at a particular moment. He doesn't just do it on a random day. He does it near the festival of Passover. And why is this important? Passover is important because it's a reminder for the Jewish people of a time when they were lost, when they were felt distant from God, when they were enslaved in Egypt. And also the bread being multiplied at this time as well was also a reminder too of how when the Israelites were lost in the desert, God rained down bread from heaven. And so the multiplication of the loaves then is a reminder of God's guidance, His watching over His people. And the second thing that we hear in the Gospel is the mentioning of Jesus feeding the people. And when He does that, He does that in a particular way. 
He tells the apostles to tell the people to recline. And then we hear this interesting phrase. Now, there was a great deal of grass in the place. And when you hear that, you're like, what does that have to do with anything? Right? This, think about it, this is the message of salvation. Every word, every iota is important. And especially when this was written on parchment, every word has significance because it was expensive. And then we hear, there was a lot of grass. But we know through the power of the Holy Spirit that it's actually put here for a reason. And the first reason is that it reminds us that this is an eyewitness account, that the Gospel of John is written by someone who knows the situation. But secondly, if you know your Bible, if you know your Psalms, if you heard this phrase, you know immediately what John was referring to. He's referring to Psalm 23, which we all know. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And so what John is trying to say is that Jesus is literally fulfilling this psalm. He's literally making people lie down in green pastures, therefore revealing himself as the good shepherd seeking the lost sheep. And so, when you hear the gospel today, it's not very evident, but when you listen closely and reflect more deeply, you realize that Jesus is trying to tell the people through symbol that I'm here seeking for you. You know, there's a story about um, a man in China. It was in the news recently. And his name is Guo. And when his, child, his son was two years old, he was playing in front of the house. And unfortunately, a couple came by and they abducted his son. The reason why they abducted his son was that they went to a different place so they could sell him to another family, for those who weren't able to have a child. And so you can imagine as a parent, having your son abducted or your daughter abducted at the age of two, this being heartbroken. But the father had hope. He didn't give up. And so what he did was he spent the last 24 years looking for his son. You know, what's phenomenal is that he didn't give up. 24 years. You know, after one year, maybe five years, you'd give up. But after, he kept going for 24 years. He would ride a motorcycle through the 30 provinces of China. 30 out of the 34. And he actually drove so much, he went through 10 motorcycles. He spent all of his savings. And in fact, he said that, you know, when I'm on the road, that's when I feel like a father. Because he was in search of his son. And the beautiful thing in 2015, with new technology, they were able to use the image of his son as a child and then they kind of were able to project what he would look like many years later. And they put it in a database, and then they found his son, and then they confirmed it through DNA testing, his son who was 26 years old. And he didn't even know he was lost. And you can see this first meeting between the father and the son, just embracing with one another. And then you can just hear them saying in Chinese, we found you, 
you found me. You see, that's how God seeks after each and every one of us. He never gives up. Even when we don't know that we're lost, He's always seeking us, searching for us. And so St. John the Cross, he says that as much as we are seeking God, so much more is God seeking us. It's not we who are looking for Him necessarily. He is looking for us. And this is exemplified too in the life of St. Augustine. St. Augustine was one of the great saints in the fourth century. And he was seeking God as well. But he sought God and he was misguided in his seeking. He sought God in the pleasures of this world. And he even tried to seek God in the philosophies of this world too. Through reading Cicero or through the philosophy of Manichaeism. But eventually he realized that those things did not satisfy his heart. And he said those words that we famously hear, you know, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. And he came to a point when he saw the truth of Christianity and he encountered the power of God's love. But then, reflecting on his life many years later, even though he thought that he was searching for God, he realized that God was searching for him this whole time. And so if you read his confessions, there's this beautiful line. He says, Late have I loved you, O beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside, and it was there that I searched for you. It was just beautiful when he says, Late have I loved you. I'm loving you now because I realized that you had always loved me. You were always searching for me. And even though I was trying to find you, I didn't realize you were always there. And I believe this is an important truth. I hope you see and recognize that as well because our life then is not necessarily about seeking God. It's about seeking the God who is already seeking us. We're not searching for God like we're lost, but we're making space for the one who seeks us. And so when we come to prayer then, prayer is not this groping in the darkness. It's this opening to the one who is already there. And then in our daily life then, we're not living as if we're alone, that we're abandoned. When we realize that God is already searching for us, our daily life then is about transforming our vision, seeing with the eyes of faith the God who is already there. And even when we don't clearly see Him, this truth reminds us that we can live with the trust and the conviction that He is there and that I am never abandoned. So Jesus is giving us this teaching. He's preparing us for the next four weeks when he will teach us about the living bread from heaven, the Eucharist. And it's precisely in the Eucharist where we are reminded that God pursues each and every one of us. And so as you come to receive the Eucharist today, I invite you to allow yourself to be found, to allow him 
to seek Him. Because as much as we are seeking Him, we are reminded that He is seeking us all the more.